Sober in the city, real life, real addiction, real recovery. Call in now from all over the USA, 1-800-SOBER-05. Welcome back. Here's your on-air sponsor, Debbie Strand. This is Sober in the City, brought to you by Believe Treatment Center. Believe Treatment Center understands and treats all forms of addiction. Call now, 1-855-874-2354, or visit believetreatmentcenter.com. Advisors are standing by to tell you how they can help and how your insurance can pay for it. I'm Debbie Strand with Sober in the City, here to tell you about how I got sober and how I'm maintaining my sobriety one day at a time. We're also talking about life issues. We all have them. Whether you're in recovery, you want to be, maybe you should be, maybe your kid just dropped out of school. We all have life issues and we all still deal with this life one day at a time. Call us 1-800-SOBER-05. Tell me what's going on with you, how you're staying sober. Maybe you didn't stay sober through the weekend. Call me 800-SOBER-05 and visit us on SoberInTheCity.com and listen live on the Sober in the City app for both Apple and Droid devices. And if you or someone you know needs to get into a detox, rehab, needs an intervention, call me 800-SOBER-05. I am here to help. We're going to talk about Lifeaholics Anonymous. Yes, Lifeaholics Anonymous, a program for you normal people. I know you normal people are out there. (laughs) Are you tired of hearing us talk about drugs and alcohol being the problem? Are you feeling left out because life somehow seems to be beating you down and you're not an addict? We have a solution for you too. I have a friend of mine on the line with us. I know him from 12-step meetings and he's been around as long as I can remember, showing up to the rooms and has a great story, not only of his destruction, but he's doing really cool stuff in recovery. He made a movie of his story called Not for Human Consumption. And now I'm sure as Many of us in the rooms realize that the alcohol and the drugs were not our problem. They were a symptom of our problem and how we were dealing with our problems. And there's more to it. He's taken these original 12 steps, perhaps now realizing that there is more to this 12-step thing than just getting off of addictive substances and behaviors. Josh, welcome to Sober in the City. Hey, Debbie. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been coming around to 12-step recovery qualify for us for a minute. Sure. Um, In 2001, I started coming around and like a lot of us, I didn't immediately get it. I wasn't a one chip wonder, but uh, you know, the principles of the program started to set in at that time. Pretty much what happened was I uh, moved away from my home group here in gardens and tried to kind of venture off on my own, ended up kind of losing my way and uh, committing a crime that ended up landing me behind the prison walls for a couple of years. So I had to have a timeout. And um, now in 2006, I got out. And from that point forward, I got back into the program and have been 
doing so ever since attending meetings and working with others the best of my ability. And here I am trying to trying to carry this message to not just the next sick and suffering alcoholic, but anyone that's having any issues in life. So what inspired you to make a movie? How did that come about? Well, I'm in recovery, got involved in a business. I was a little controversial and had the opportunity afterwards. I got out of the business. I wasn't in it for too long and ended up seeing an opportunity for me to get into making a film and carrying the message another way. And it was a a four-year culmination of writing a script and flying out to L.A. and getting involved in the film industry. And now the film was released in theaters in February and just signed a distribution deal and is now going to be going to Netflix and On Demand and all those other avenues. So it will be available soon. I got to go to the premiere. It is very exciting. I got to go to the premiere in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and it it was fabulous. I really enjoyed it. It was really a great story, Josh. It was super to see. And please take a look for that. Josh, you said that's on Netflix and some other places that's going to be available. Yeah, soon it will be on there. For now, you could check it out on notforhumanconsumptionthemovie.com. We're also on Facebook. And that will give you updates as to when it will be available through Redbox and Walmart and all that other stuff. So soon, soon. Yeah, within, I would say, the next 60 days or so. Not for human consumption, themovie.com. That's where you can get some updates and some information about that, and I highly recommend it. Now we want to talk about this Life Aholics Anonymous. That's what I really want to get to. I'm so excited about this. I got to go to the meeting last week. It was super to be there. Unfortunately, I left a few minutes late and, of course, blamed it on traffic and drove right up the back of the car in front of me trying to get there. But tell us what inspired you to come up with the program for normies. What And, and tell us what a normie is. What is a normal person? <laughs> Please. Well, that's, that's been up for debate. That's been up for debate, I think, up until this point, And we don't know. But <laughs> pretty much what it's been is there's been a lot of friends I've had in my life that haven't been addicted to a substance, didn't, weren't addicted, weren't an alcoholic. And but yet we're suffering life problems, relationship, job issues, money stuff, family stuff. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, it, it, there's a problem. I've encountered it with anyone else's life as well, including myself. And so I had a friend that um, is, a, uh, is a sheriff. He's an um, active sheriff in Palm Beach County and was going through some tough times. And I told him straight up. I said, listen, I think, I think you should go through the 12 steps. And he said, I, I've never heard of anything more ridiculous. He goes, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not, I'm not going to go to meetings. I'm, you know, that's for, that's for alcoholics. And I said, absolutely not. I said, they're simple guidelines, spiritual in nature. And so pretty much, you know, the pain for him was great enough where he wanted some type of change. And so he elected to do them with me. And so we started down this uncharted path and, and I started taking him through the steps, through the big book of Alcoholics and Within just months, being halfway through the steps, this guy's life started to change drastically. <laughs> and the way that, you know, an alcoholic or an addict's life would change if they started following the steps. And so from there, I said, okay, you know what, you know, we have something here and I don't know what's exactly going to happen, but that's what sparked me to to start the first Lifeaholics Anonymous meeting. So, It's amazing to me that people can get through life without working a 12-step program. I don't know. I don't know how I managed anything up until then. Who doesn't have relationship issues? Who doesn't have financial issues? I mean, this has to apply to everybody. It does. I mean, I believe it does. But the one thing that, you know, I'm seeing here 
and I think that the others in the group are seeing as well. And and it's not really an obstacle, but it's something that you know we're still trying to understand. With an addict or an alcoholic, most of the time, you know, we talk about the gift of desperation. And so, you know, the alcoholic or addict is normally brought to their knees because of this symptom, which is either alcohol or drugs. But uh, a lot of times, we find that let's say a normie wouldn't necessarily have such such pain and affliction or a motivation to want to change their life. But I really find that to be not entirely true. The pain is there. It just needs to be discovered more. It needs to be identified more, I think. So, you know, we're in that process now, trying to relate this program, this life recovery program to everybody. That's what we're doing now. How you talked about it being the symptom, because they say that the alcohol and the drugs are just the symptoms of what we're dealing with underneath. So other people are having these problems, but they're just not dealing with it with alcohol and drugs. What are some of the other ways I'm thinking, what, what could they be dealing with? Just stressing out and holding all that stress in and getting cancer and getting sick and ulcers and all kinds of other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're just cigarette smokers, which is a horrible affliction to have. It's really deadly. Mm-hmm. But they think, well, I'm not having a problem. But I'm thinking also, Josh, maybe some people can come into this program and then realize that they are having other addictions. Well, yeah, I mean, I stated in the little bit of literature that we have that this is not a substitute for other programs in the sense that if you are, if you do have a problem with something, eating, gambling, sex, it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. It could be anything. There are fellowships for that, and you might need to go to one of those fellowships. But this program is just, it's just a, a general program of any 12-step program allowing anyone that obsesses or thinks obsessively negatively about a significant other if it's not working out or about getting a job, worrying about it, worrying about it. You know, it's the obsessive thinking really is the root of the addiction. It really is. It doesn't matter what addiction it is. I mean, it's normally a twofold deal. But for anybody that is living life that doesn't have that outlet that, you know, addicts and alcoholics did at one point, Now they have this opportunity to go to this program to apply anything that they're dealing with in their life to this program and to be able to deal with it just following the 12 steps. I mean, it's it's that simple. It's not easy, but it's that simple. I think people will seek this out because uh, there's evidence being of how many self-help books are sold every year. Mm. Right. I think people will look for something that will help solve their problems and their issues and like so many people go to other fellowships such as Al-Anon or Naranon when you have an alcoholic mm-hmm. or a drug addict in your life and, and you're trying to find out how it is that you can help them. And oftentimes they find out that they are also drug addicts or alcoholics and then end up in the program. Mm-hmm. So I think you can end up with a lot of people in there that way. Josh, thank you for telling us a little bit about that. I'm going to have you on in our second segment. We're going to talk more about it. And right now I'm going to bring in Hans from Jacksonville, Florida. Hang on the line with us, Josh. Hans, welcome to Sober in the City. How are you? Just fine, Debbie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What do you think of this Lifeaholics Anonymous? What are you doing? You're in a 12-step program, right? Yes, I've been an upstanding member of Alcoholics Anonymous (laughs) for almost 12 years now. (laughs) That's fantastic. What makes us upstanding? (laughs) We just don't drink and we're upstanding. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I try not to display those uh, symptoms of the dry drunk that we so often see. 
<laughs> I believe I have recovered from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It, alcohol is but a symptom, I, I, and I believe that. I heard you and Josh talking about that earlier, and I do believe that once you put the plug in the jug, you still just have a sober horse thief unless you actually apply the, the principles behind the steps and um, you know adopt that way of life. So what do you think about normal people getting into this program? How do you think that they could benefit from working 12 steps? Or do you think they could benefit from working 12 steps in their life? Absolutely. It, one of my favorite lines in the book, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is, when the spiritual maladies overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Beautiful. And I believe that. I, I think that the, the whole essence of the 12 steps is to enable us to have a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. And anybody that has that spiritual awakening, and I don't want your listeners to confuse it with religion. I'm a member of a certain denomination, and I worship on Sundays, and I have my whole life, but that did not get or keep me sober. I, 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 I developed a personal relationship with the God of my understanding through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, it just so happens that in the process of this, I start hearing recovery from the pulpit as I develop this relationship with with, with God. I, I um, My whole perception of life and those about me and everything changes. It, it just it changes the way we see life. Suddenly realized that thorns had roses. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can start to hear recovery everywhere after we understand it? <laughs> we think, Isn't oh, they're, the truth? they're talking about recovery, but they've been talking about that same message all along. Just all of a sudden now we start to hear it. I think there are those of us and not necessarily just the alcoholics or the addicts that need this 12-step program as a spiritual kindergarten to everyone learns differently. And it it was the way that the 12 steps were laid out. I was able to reach that understanding uh, that I didn't get in Sunday school and in church. I, I just, I missed it when I was growing up. You know, the things that most people seem to grasp in their, in their teens and as a young adult and they would go on, I, I was still, left out there kind of searching, trying to fill that empty hole inside. (laughs) Me too. I think I was watching butterflies out the window or something. (laughs) I totally missed it. How would you encourage people to work this program because they haven't hit those consequences like we did when we were on drugs and alcohol? I think everyone has their own consequences. And I've got a dear friend who um, I used to drink with and got sober a few years before I did. And, um, and he was one of the reasons I got sober. But he worships at a big church, and he takes people in his church through the 12 steps on a regular basis that are just going through spiritual bumps in the road in life. They're not necessarily alcoholics or addicts, but... As you had mentioned earlier with Josh, you know, every now and then we find these people that we're helping with the steps that they discover, oh, they have an issue with gambling or sex or drugs or alcohol or whatever. And it has been a barrier to that relationship with God. And these people all seem to benefit when they work the program wholeheartedly. You know, if they if they just give it a ho-hum shot and they don't really... Look, here's the bottom line, and it really starts with those secrets I was going to take to my grave 
are what was putting me in my grave. And those secrets don't necessarily have to be about drugs and alcohol. They can be the secrets of life that everyone keeps. You know, that we all had stuff from our childhood that we weren't going to tell anyone. Well, those are the things that make me sick. And I believe once I get those out and I'm, and I'm honest with God and another person, and I get them on paper and look at my part in it, ignoring the other person entirely, I no longer can play the victim in everything. And it was so freeing for me. That is totally freeing. And I think freeing. that can apply to everyone. It is totally freeing. And I'm wondering if your friend taking the people through the steps at the church, those normal people, do they know? Do they know they're being taken through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous? Oh, absolutely. And we use the book. <laughs> I've done it with a couple of people in my church. And two of them, young people that now have, well, one, one kid just turned 19 and he's got three years. It, you never know. How are you recognizing these people that need this program, that need the normal people that need the 12 steps to go through? How are they manifesting, uh, you know, as we did drugs and alcohol? What are they doing? What are you seeing? Well, a lot of them, they have a wanderlust in their heart. They're not necessarily going to hop on every plane that comes by, but they're always ser- they seem to be searching and not grounded. They're always looking for something, and their their past histories will, you know, they're trying different churches. They're trying different means or modes of of spirituality, and they're just they're in that search mode. Whereas I think a lot, most of the people in my experience that I've seen taken through the steps as they're laid out in the clear cut directions in the book have a grounding effect in life in their personal matters and in all their affairs. And it's an inside thing. You, you know, I, I think we all learn at a different speed. We all learn differently, but I think we all do learn. And the end result is to have that spiritual awakening. That That is the key thing. I love how you talk about becoming grounded uh, because I can remember as I was not quite understanding that I was an alcoholic and I hadn't really delved into the drugs yet. But I not only had that chameleon behavior where I would fit in anywhere, I was also doing that searching. And like you said, I didn't jump on every plane that came by, but I was trying every herb. I was trying, you know, all the new diets, uh, new exercise programs, every self-help book that was out there. I was going to live this way. I was going to live that way. I was going to even dress this way, dress that way. I was trying anything on the outside to change my insides so that I would feel better. Does that sound familiar? Exactly. Exactly. And we see a lot of people exhibit this behavior that aren't necessarily alcoholics or addicts. They just have that ungrounded soul and they are searching for whatever that truth is for them. And today I do feel like I'm grounded and I know who I am and my feet are firmly planted. And when someone comes at me sideways, I go, no, that doesn't work for me. I'm not going there. No, that doesn't work. I'm on this path and that's where I'm staying. Josh, would you like to comment on uh, what Hans is talking about? You know, I think he put it so well. I mean, I think he really summed it up even better than me. And, and really, <laughs> you know, I see people either in a, in a lot of pain because of either a life issue that, like, like we've said, has nothing to do with drugs or alcohol, or someone that pretty much like Hans was just describing, someone that has their feet firmly planted in the air. You know, that's something that my sponsor used to say. You know, he goes, you know, your feet are firmly planted in the air. We need to get you grounded. I thought that's <laughs> fantastic. And, 
know, as I go through this program, I'm no longer searching, like you just said, Debbie. I mean, this program, I want this program to be for someone that either does go to church on Sunday, if that, and that's fantastic. And if, but if they're wanting more, this could offer that to them. Or someone that has been turned off by church or organized religion that doesn't feel at home in any of these places. But the thing is, is that, you know, Hans, you know, Hans was right. I mean, you know, this is about getting in touch with a higher power. And, you know, I mean, I choose to call myself a Christian. I'm, you know, I, I choose Jesus Christ as my, as my personal Savior, but I do not push that on anybody. It's very important that everybody has their own, you know, uh, path to finding a higher power of their understanding. In some churches, that may not happen, you know, but allowing someone to find, you know, that higher power, their higher power on their own. The one so, that works for them. Know, that's pretty I- much- Absolutely. That you have to have the one that works for you. And in the next segment, we're going to read the opening of Lifeaholics Anonymous as you have written it so far, Josh. But I see that you're probably going to make some updates and some changes to it in the future. And I talked to you after the meeting and, and you were just wide open to suggestions and how can we make this thing work and how can we make this better? So if anybody else wants to call in and Absolutely. talk to us about that, we definitely want to hear it. But one of the things you're going to be searching out for is fears and fear-based thoughts and where that is holding people back. We're going to bring in Rich from West Palm Beach. Rich, welcome to Sober in the City. Hey, Deb, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for calling. (laughs) Thanks for having me. What do you think of Lifeaholics Anonymous? Uh, I think it's absolutely great. And first and foremost, Josh and Hans, uh, good job. I think that they nailed it on the head on all points. It's just such a great thing. How many times do we come in the program or go to a meeting or something like that and you listen to people leave the meetings um, and they they say, normal people in the world could really use this stuff. If everybody worked the 12-step program, God, this world would be a beautiful place. You know? <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, Yeah. I I definitely agree with it. So do you think that it would be, and I know you personally, I know that you're in 12-step recovery yourself. Do you think that this would be a good adjunct to your program? Um, Absolutely. You know, 12 steps for human beings, great concept. I heard Josh mention the gift of desperation, which us addicts and alcoholics uh, most of the times need when we come in. Uh, And it takes a readiness, you know, so... Where is that line for the normies? You know, when does, when does it become readiness? When do they become open uh, to new, a new way of living? So a lot of normies in the world get to experience the profound change. You know, I don't know. I think an addict and an alcoholic touches the lives of, of a lot of people this day and age. Even normies have somebody in their life that battles addiction and a lot of times they get to experience the change that takes place and how profound that change is when an addict or an alcoholic uh, goes through a 12-step program and makes that transformation. So it's all about the spiritual principles. Yeah, and to watch those people change and wonder, wow, you know, I want to get some of that. <laughs> I've seen normal right, people right. hang around us, and, and they do. They they want some of that. But And I have a friend who always says, I'm drinking really hard. I'm trying to become an alcoholic so I can come work a program with you. <laughs> and they said, no, no, yeah. no, don't, don't do that. But maybe I'll recommend to him that he comes to Lifeaholics Anonymous because he does a lot of uh, his church of his understanding and a lot of seeking, and I think that would be great. Even in recovery, 
at eight years, I hit such an emotional bottom. Also at three years, I hit a really hard emotional bottom and I needed more. I wasn't going to drink or use because I knew that wasn't my solution, but I needed something more. And I think Lifeaholics Anonymous could have helped me with this. So I'm going to keep looking for things. I've come to believe that that 12 steps, they're not reserved for only the addiction of the world. You know, it's about happiness and it's about peace within oneself. I've heard it's been determined that our emotions and behaviors as human beings are the gateway to happiness. The starting point, of course, being how we think. You know, I think the 12 steps has a lot less to do with addiction and alcoholic uh, which so many believe, and everything to do with ego. And I heard a lot, talk, a lot of talks about finding a God, you know, the ego, the edging God out. You know, I think that that's, that's a human being, a human being thing. Well, our literature tells us it's the thought that precedes the first drink. That's the insanity. So it does start with the mm-hmm. thinking. Rich from Palm Beach Gardens, thank you so much for being here with us. Josh, hang on for the second segment. We're going to love to have you back. And when we come back, more about normal people working steps and how lifeaholics can help you in your journey. 800 Sober 5 Sober in the City will be right back. And just because you don't feel like life is worth living doesn't necessarily make it the truth. or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Let the Freedom From Addiction Foundation assist you with our acclaimed intervention and recovery coaching services. For a very affordable fee, we can set up and perform on-site interventions, ongoing treatment supervision, and personalized recovery and life coaching services. We are local, we are a nonprofit group, and we can work within your financial parameters by accepting most major credit cards and working with or without your insurance. Call today, 1-877-876-2329. 1-877-876-2329. Again, that's 1-877-876-2329. Are you a suffering addict or alcoholic? Is someone you know struggling with this disease? Recovery starts with one phone call. Call the Freedom From Addiction Foundation today. 877-876-2329. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state
state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. 1-855-874-2354. Or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand. Young people everywhere are making a difference. Special Olympics has changed my life so dramatically. It's helped me a lot to be fearless, you know, in the real world. My friends I've made through Special Olympics are the best people I've ever met in my life. I truly realize that what I'm doing is for a great cause. And it's not about disabilities, but it's about celebrating their abilities. I've made a difference. Now it's your turn to make a difference. Get involved at specialolympics.org. For the thousands of wounded warriors returning from battle, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a unique program that helps wounded warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Full of energy, but oh man, Olive was suffering to use a word like a dog. She was itching, she was scratching, she was licking 24 hours a day. She was shedding all the time, and it drove my wife crazy because she had to vacuum the house a couple times a day. So I'm going up the expressway, and the radio commercial comes on. PD stopped eating, all his hair fell out. Mounds and mounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. And I almost drove off the road because I thought this person on the radio commercial was living with my dog Olive. And I called my wife, I said, Dear, you gotta check out this product called Dynavite. Go to D. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So we started Olive on the Dynavite. In about six weeks, she almost has entirely stopped itching, scratching, stopped licking herself. Most of the hair has grown back under her belly. Unexpectedly, her coat has become smooth and shiny, almost like it was when she was a newborn pup. Olive is happy, and my wife is probably the happiest person because the house is cleaner. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Oh. 